Hello and welcome to episode 187. Uh, it's been a while, Elisa. How's it going? It's been a while, but we're back, and we came back at the right time. Not intentionally, because I didn't realize we were recording at the end of the Game Awards this year. It kind of worked out serendipitously like that, right? Yeah, it kind of did. Especially because it just ended 30 minutes ago of us recording this podcast. Yes. Aside from that, Jeremy, you know me. I've been very busy <laughs> with work. Yeah. Huge. Nothing's changed, Jeremy. I'm just, I'm just working all the time. Elisa, you move on from one project to another, and that's it. <laughs> I feel like that's just. And that, that's all. Yeah, that's just <laughs> the story. All I do. This is all I do. Yeah, but you know, there are there are some positives and negatives to it. I mean, you grow closer to your coworkers over time, and um, totally. Like you know, you you kind of make bonds and friendships that you don't really find anywhere else because you all have similar interests and you're all working yeah, exactly. in the same industry so you all understand how each other works and i feel like that's that's really important especially for a job that you feel like you're going to be there for a long time for yeah which is totally fair and naturally when you spend so much like spend a year or so working on projects with people you just not you 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 know you work all these long nights and you potentially make new lifelong bonds and yeah you know, project's hard, but I have some support, like, with you and just, like, family and friends, but also just support of my coworkers and, you know, just keeping on, keeping on, the usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How about you? How are you doing? I'm good. Work is work as well. I am... Um, yep. I'm trying to find that fine line between not giving a fuck about my work when I'm done and trying to continue my social life, you know... As yes. we ease out of this pandemic, slowly but surely. Um, Which is very important. Yeah, it's really important to have work-life balances. And I feel like I'm definitely, I'm definitely, this year, at least towards the end of the year, I've started feeling more towards a life balance than a work balance. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's definitely been better for me mentally, I think, to to have that mindset and to continue to grow there, especially going on into the next year. Um, I, I just want to, you know, I want to make sure that I'm in a good place in my job and I know I am, I know I can do my job pretty well and competently, but you know, I also don't want to focus too much on my job and focus on my life more. And I feel like I've, I've been trying to focus on my life more, which is great. Mm -hmm. Trying to get that social life back in order, seeing people in person and hanging out with them is always a nice exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm trying, I'm, uh, any free time that I have when I just don't need it to myself, I'm, I'm trying to in insert that and just hanging out with people as well yeah you know and i feel like next year is going to be a big year for both of us to be traveling and going places around the world and um, definitely you know to start uh my family and i we finally made plans that we're going to japan in uh, uh 2023 spring 2023 we planned to do this in march 2020 but of course everyone knows what happened uh, i think i mentioned this on a podcast like way back when it's hard it's crazy to think that was like two years ago when we talked no, about I know, that. right? Yeah. Um, so I um, I made some plans with my parents and my brother, and we're all going to go. It's going to be a great time. I'm really looking forward to it. Lots of things that I want to do, lots of pictures I want to take, lots of memories I want to make with my family, and I'm really happy that it's finally here and it's happening. That's great. And most likely, 
two weeks or so after Jeremy leaves Japan, I'm probably going to be in Japan too. <laughs> it's hey. 2023. And uh, I haven't figured that out yet. Haven't secured a date but that's gonna happen as well and i'm excited and looking forward to going to japan for the first time in years yes yes everyone go travel abroad expand your horizons and help the economies of other countries (laughs) it's gonna be a good time um you know speaking of coincidences too that you know we're both going to japan we both found out yesterday that we're going to the same concert in san francisco in january which i think is hilarious I know, and we've never been to a concert before together. No, we haven't, but this will be the first time that we get to hang out and and, and just like enjoy some great music. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. Me too. When I when we found out I was like, wait, what, really? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, you're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember seeing an ad for that concert like on Facebook and I was like, Oh, let me just click the link. I'm like, Oh, it's through Axis and tickets are like forty bucks. Let me just yeah. slide my credit card. Not in Ticketmaster. Right? Right? Goddamn Ticketmaster <laughs> and that whole fiasco. It's crazy. I know. Um but yeah, so outside of work, everything cool? Would you have any big plans for twenty twenty three? Um, you know, uh well I'll th- I don't have I haven't figured out all my plans but really just seeking happiness is what I'm going for in 2023 and just going to different spots and chasing music you know here, relaxing here. watching TV playing video games and all that good stuff things that so. distract you from the craziness that is life exactly and you know just trying to better myself in every single way as sappy as that sounds, Jeremy. <laughs> no, no. This is what I this is this is what I think about when I'm 30. So. Yeah, we we've reached a new milestone in our lives, and yeah, yes. So for context too, um, for those listening, Elisa and I met up in person yesterday to hang out, have some dinner, catch up, talk about non-podcast things. Um, and <laughs> can I talk about like how we described our 20s? Like, yes. we described our 20s as we we're gonna fuck around and find out, and our 30s are. <laughs> We've fucked around and we have found out and, and some some of the some of the finding out we don't like. So we don't wanna we don't wanna fuck around. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's great. And it's it's fantastic. I'm here for the thirties though. This is on this is honestly gonna be a good decade. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, some people say like, oh, thirties are the new twenties, forties are the new thirties. Man, fuck that shit. We got thirties are thirties. Just let just let life be. 30s. Just let us live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let us live our best lives. How about that? Age is a social construct, I think. Yeah. You know, it'll take a toll on your body as you get older, but still, like, that's beside the fact. That doesn't mean that you yep. can't still have fun and do things that you want to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's all that's all we got with life for now. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of living our best lives, let me tell you a story, Elisa. Yes. <laughs> tell me about TwitchCon. TwitchCon was great. TwitchCon was a lot of fun. Um, for those that don't know that are listening, I um, I stream on Twitch occasionally just for fun. And um, I, you know, I I've been I've been having some mixed feelings about streaming. I, I'll talk about those separately later on um, on another podcast, perhaps maybe towards the end of the year. But um, and like I'm talking about how like this is not the end of the year. Of course, it's the end of the year. I mean, maybe if we do another one before the next year starts. Anyways, TwitchCon was probably would happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, TwitchCon was fun. It was great meeting people that I've only interacted with um, on Twitch and putting a name to the face for some folks. 
um, and seeing people in person as opposed to just through cameras. I'm like, yo, this is sick. Like, it's nice meeting you. Let's hang out. It's really cool that we have common interests. Mind you, my time at TwitchCon was very short. However, on the way to TwitchCon, I got a notification from Twitter and I follow <laughs> several different Twitter accounts to try to buy a PS5. I was like, you know what? I want to try to buy. I want to see if I can try and buy a PS5. I, <laughs> as we were driving down, I um, I got a, a notification and I showed my buddy and I was like, oh hey, like I can buy a PS5 from the official Sony store. And he's like, oh cool. Uh, he's like, are you gonna do it? I'm like, I don't know. Is this even real? And I like put my information in. Of course it was real because it's the official Sony store. And I put my information in. I'm about to place order and I look at my buddy. I'm like, should I do it? And he's like. I don't know, man. Just just see what happens. Press press enter and see what happens. I placed it. My, my card got charged. And I was like, huh. Okay. Cut to Sunday. I'm coming back from TwitchCon. I get a notification from FedEx that my package is out for delivery. I get home. It's still out for delivery. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, pretty normal. Maybe the driver got lost or whatever. A few days roll by. Still out for delivery. Contact FedEx. They try to find it. They can't find it. I'm like, well... Man, maybe it was a scam. I'm assuming someone realized what it was and stole it. Whatever. I contacted PlayStation. <laughs> they sent me a new one in like one day. I get it. I'm like, oh, well, that wasn't a scam. It was real. <laughs> and I ended up buying a PlayStation 5 disc version. It's great. I'm able to play yeah. everything. Like I, I reinstalled Ghost of Tsushima on that machine. And oh my god, it's so beautiful in 60 frames a I'm second. I'm guessing it's so much faster too. Oh, the load times are insane. Like I like yeah. oh my god, it's crazy. And like playing I even installed Yakuza 0 on there because like I want to play even though it like runs fine on PlayStation 4, I'm like I just want to play it on PS5 because I can. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm getting ready for Absolutely. Ishin and you know, the future Yakuza games that appear or what have you. So it's been great. Uh, mind you I I've only been mainly using it as like a media machine, but recently I bought The Last of Us Part 1, which is a remake of The Last of Us, uh, the first game. And it, I've been really enjoying it because it's basically The Last of Us, uh, the first game, reskinned and retooled with The Last of Us Part 2's controls and mechanics. Um, visually, it's better. Gameplay-wise, it's pretty much the same game. It's just like, aesthetically, it looks better. Um, yes. And I also got Spider-Man Miles Morales that also comes with Spider-Man. Um, and I have Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I haven't, I haven't really played pre any of the previous games, but I heard like, it doesn't really matter. So I'm just like, okay, I'll, I'll catch up. Ratchet and Clank is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I have the Uncharted series because you know, I've, I gotta, I gotta, gotta rep, uh, gotta rep for my girl, Lisa, because I know she's a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So I plan to play. Through all the Uncharted games at some point, I plan to play Rift Apart, and I definitely want to get into Spider-Man soon. Um, but yeah, so having a PS5 is pretty cool. I, I, you know, I'm really going back on my word from 2019 or whatever, saying that I'm not going to buy one until there's like a slim version that comes out. But, you know, a little bit of my 20 snuck in and they're like, just fuck around and find out. And I, I fucked around and I found out. <laughs> 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 now, Jeremy, if you recall when I got my PS5, what I think is funny is you thought it was a scam, and I also thought it was a scam, too, when I got one. Because for some reason, just the way that the rollout was when you got the email confirmation, the website you went to, everything for getting the PlayStation right. just seemed so sketch and not official. And <laughs> right. 
I don't know. I don't know what it is that Sony was doing or whatever, but it's it, it's weird. Like it it just didn't. It did not feel like I was going through a an official channel, even though it totally was. Right. Yeah. You're just like, is this legal? Like, is am I going to be put on a list if I do this? Like, <laughs> are there going to be drugs in this box? Like, what's what's going on here? And you get it, and you unwrap it. You're like, oh, this is actually a PlayStation. Like, that's that's wild. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. I, I'm, yes. I'm really enjoying how fast everything loads games and movies like through streaming services, like everything. It's awesome. I'm like, I'm not going to say I'm going to throw away my PS4 because, you know, I might need it for something in the future. But right now, PS5 is great. I'm probably going to upgrade the hard drive in the near future, the SSD, to make it like just to have more storage. And I read it's really easy to do compared to trying to, to make a new hard drive for your PS4. So I'll probably do that once SSD prices go down. That's fair. Yeah. Because games are getting ridiculously big now, like hundreds of gigabytes. I'm like, dude, my my SSD is like already full on this. Like you only get 825 gigabytes, even though it's like what one terabyte and or something like that. No, you it's like 800, but then 200 of it is reserved for the OS or some other things. So you only get like 600 which is not a lot if you think about how many games you want to install and how many games you want to play at any given time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's my PS5 story. A lot story. of games to play. Yeah, a lot of games to play in so little time. That's that. Other than that, um, I've been just playing my usual stuff. Valorant. I've been hopping back on the forest, and I've hopped back on Apex Legends. Um, and those games are, you know, they are what they are. They're fun. It's it's just whatever. Um. And some new games I've kind of started. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. I watched Cyberpunk Edrunners, the anime on Netflix, and was like, "Oh, this!" Dude, I finished it. It was I'm, so good. It's it's on my it's on my list. I heard that it's really good. It is. It's so good, and it makes you want to play the game. And what's yeah. cool is that they in- inserted a lot of Easter eggs and references from the anime into the game as like free DLC. So like, if you if you're familiar with the game and you watch the anime, you're like, oh, I, I understand all these references and all these characters and the places that they're going. And then when you watch the anime and play the game, you're like, oh, shit, this is from the anime. And and there's like tie-ins, like there's tie-ins to the to the uh, to the show because the show takes place like a year or two before the events of the game. And it's pretty yeah. cool. It's pretty cool seeing all of it. Um, so highly, that is pretty cool. Yeah, highly recommend everyone check it out. And the other game that I started playing is called Generation Zero. It's like this open world shooter set in an alternate 1980s Sweden where robots have suddenly taken over and you don't know why. It's it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, that that's about it. What about you, Elisa? What are you playing? So, really the only thing that I and it's been taking a while for me to play and I've only really put maybe five or ten hours into this just because of work obviously i've only really dabbled into horizon forbidden west a little bit ah. and i'm enjoying it it i feel like it's just as fun as the first one so far and i'm having a good time nice but i, I yeah and and it is god it is so fast on ps5 yes it's, it's amazing that's yeah. so like, cool pl- like playing death loop on ps5 was also really awesome and just like that was a great experience and god it really it is such a fast you know you think your ps4 is like yeah this is fine and by the way the ps4 is totally fine just to clarify it's just then when you finally do that upgrade you're like oh wait actually this is way faster (laughs) right like and 
reinstalling Ghost of Tsushima, I was like, man, I played this entire thing in 30 frames a second. And it was cinematic and it was nice. But then when I played it in like 60 frames a second on PS5, I'm like, damn, I could have played the whole game like this. <laughs> God, I, I would love to replay Ghost of Tsushima. And you know what, Jeremy? I love that game so much. I might just do it on PS5. Yeah. Why not? I'm, I'm probably going to do it too. But I, I kind of want to wait for my memories of the game to die down so that I don't remember certain mm. parts. And then when I for replay sure. it, I could just cry all over again. <laughs> no, yeah, totally. Ab- absolutely. That makes sense. But other than that, that's really, the, you know, like, that's all I'm playing. I'm hoping during my company shutdown, I will finish Horizon Forbidden West. So, yes. And there's like DLC that got announced, which we're going to talk about next. Yeah. Exactly. Which we're going to talk about next because the Game Awards just happened an hour ago. Crazy. As of the recording of this podcast, we, yes. Lisa and I As have just recording. finished watching the Game Awards. Yes. And by watching, I realized they were on, and I went on Google and figured out who won and what the trailers are. <laughs> <laughs> but you were actually listening and watching it. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, like, tune in every now and then while, like, taking care of some other stuff, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Uh, and, For like, sure. anytime they said, world premiere, I was like, okay, let me just see what this is. And if it wasn't something I was kind of interested in, I kind of just, like, turned away, and I was like, you know what? IGN or whoever's going to cover this later. I'll look at it later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think we can go down the list in order of like announcements. Um, and then yeah, we can pause wherever you, wherever we feel like we want to stop. So yeah. The first thing was Hades 2. Okay. Let's pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I don't really have any comments except it looks great and I'm looking forward to playing it. And I didn't, by the way, I would have never guessed they were going to make a Hades 2. Right. I feel like Hades could have been one of those games that's like, hey, we've done this the type of game. We're going to move on and do something else, another project. But no, they, yeah, they kept if, it. I was like, wow. If Supergiant decided they were going to make another game, I would have, you know, not thought anything of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure because you played the first one and loved it, you're like, you know what, whatever Supergiant makes next, I'll play. Exactly. And then it turns out whatever they're making next is a second one. <laughs> you're like, well, <laughs> you're like that well, meme where the guy's well, like rubbing his hands behind the tree. Well. <laughs> you're just like, yeah. <laughs> well, well, well. Yeah. <laughs> but the trailer was really cool. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I liked the beginning animation of it. And then the gameplay, obviously, you know, if you've played it, you know what to expect. But it looks fun. And I'm looking forward to it. Yes, me too. It is going to be interesting. Yes. So that was announced. Judas, which is a game by Ken Levine and his new game studio, Ghost Story Games. So if those aren't familiar with who Ken Levine is, he is a he's a game developer that worked initially for Irrational Games. And Irrational was known for producing all of the Bioshock titles. So he has that experience under his belt. Judas looks like it's going to be a first person game in kind of the same realm. Perhaps similar storytelling um, elements and dialogue uh, in the same like world building and, and aesthetic as uh, the Bioshock games are put into. I have no idea what this game's about, but fuck, it looks cool. I'll play it. Anything Ken Levine produces, I'm like, you know, I can't wait to play it because I love the Bioshock games. Infinite is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, I'm excited. For sure, for sure. Um, and- yeah, go ahead. I didn't even know that um, that he came from Irrational. Yeah, yeah. He, like, co-founded Irrational and 
And then when they got bought out by 2K and after Infinite was released, he left with a bunch of people and they ended up making their own studio and producing their own games. For sure. Yeah. Um, after that, we had Death Stranding 2. And speaking of other sequels I wasn't expecting to ever see. Yeah. I wasn't expecting <laughs> to see a sequel of this one. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. I I have mixed feelings. I have not played the first one. So I my, all of my words are take the, take my like my opinions with a grain of salt. But like, you know, just looking at it, it looks visually looks amazing. Hideo Kojima is known for, you know, crazy set pieces and having stacked casts in his games. Um huh. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this yeah, one goes. We'll see. <laughs> I yeah. all I know is that it's like a delivery simulator. That's what everyone has been saying. Yeah, because it, it is a delivery simulator, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe this one will be better. I don't know. Maybe they'll have more action. Who knows? Yeah. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Uh, after that, Star Wars Jedi Survivor was announced. The sequel to Star Wars. Uh, I almost said Jedi Outcast. What is that game? <laughs> uh, Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Yeah, <laughs> Jedi Outcast is a, a different franchise from the early two thousands that I still encourage everyone to play, starring Kyle Katarn. It is a fantastic game, although it is very outdated. So maybe uh, you know, just don't get your hopes up. Uh, but it was still fun yes. for its time. Anyways, uh, the actor, what's his name? The dude who came out, Connor? No, the guy that plays Cal Kestis. Oh, I don't know. That guy. He was on like uh he was on a t- he was on a TV show. I forget. Oh my god. His name and the show are blanking, but you guys know. And he came out and he was talking about the game a little bit and it was cool. Uh I'm Cameron Monaghan. There we go. Cameron Monaghan. Monaghan? Yeah. Cameron Monaghan. Cool guy. I hope to see him in a live action show for Disney Plus in the f- near future just as like a supporting character or something, but Oh, that would be pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, I started playing Je- uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, nice. What do you think? It's freaking cool. It's like Dark Souls, but like, you know, like Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm trying. I'm going to try to finish that before this one comes out. So, yeah, I mean, I'm hyped. I like I like Star Wars. Jedi Survivor looks cool. Uh, after that, Diablo 4 had a little bit. Of a showing, I I'm not familiar with that haven't franchise. Been, so. You know, haven't hasn't the fandom been waiting for that for a while? Yeah, like, I, I I realize there there's been some drama about Diablo and how they've been wanting one and it hasn't happened. And I guess it's now happening. Is that the game where they're like, you guys have phones, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Blizzard's making it. Blizzard slash Microsoft because now Microsoft owns. Oh, Blizzard. that's true. That's true. Uh, not familiar with Diablo and the series, so I, I, it looks cool. I mean, the trailer looked cool. <laughs> yes. Street Fighter 6 was after that. It's Street Fighter. Yep. After that was Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League, which was made by Rocksteady Games set in their Arkham Knight universe. Mm-hmm. Looks awesome. There was like a Batman tease, and I was like, "Well, of course, it's Rocksteady. They're gonna put Batman in this game." Well, <laughs> about the Suicide Squad. So mm-hmm. apparently, the the story is like Brainiac. He's like a DC villain, goes and he like starts controlling all of the 
Justice League members except for Wonder Woman. And then Amanda Waller puts together the Suicide Squad and they have to go and kill the Justice League and kill Brainiac. Which for sure sounds like a fun premise. Hopefully the game's good. Uh, and then after that, Super Mario's the the Super Mario's Super Mario Bros movie uh, <laughs> released a clip, uh, and it was just showing Mario going this. through the pipes. It was cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was neat. I was like, oh, this is cute. Tekken Eight was after that. Okay, so. You probably don't. You probably won't get it, Jeremy. But this Tekken Eight trailer is pretty wild because there is a character named Jun Kazama who everyone thinks is dead, and for all intents and purposes, is probably dead. Mm. Or we we just know that there was an ogre who kidnapped her, or you know, took her, and basically has been missing from the franchise for the last six games. And her, and she's only been in the Tekken Tag Tournament games, which is not canon, of course. Right. But Heiachi's out, and June Kazama's back. She's in. She's in this game. And it is, like, blowing my mind just because I really like her character a lot. Yes. And I'm, I'm looking forward to playing with her. Um. Also, what I do think is pretty interesting this is just one of the things that i caught is there's a character um martial law and you know bruce lee yes right type of character um he was using nunchucks in this trailer and as you know tekken is very much a a non-weapon type of fighter except for one character yoshimitsu who uses a sword Mm -hmm. but i was a little i was surprised to see that he was you know like Using some nunchucks, and I was like, "Oh shit, what's happening here? Like, what hmm. are we gonna, what are we gonna get out of Tekken Eight? So, you know, there, you know, some things were revealed, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, how everything goes. The one thing, I, I, the one trend I, I'm not a fan of with, um, the way characters look now in a lot of fighting games is they look too bulky to me, mm-hmm. and I, you know, just to represent that they, they're muscular, which to be fair, they are muscular, but. Yeah, it's like they're they're kind of too thick now. And when I say <laughs> too thick, it, I'm using five C's here. Right. Like we can tone it down a bit, I think. Yeah. At least three three C's maybe, and we're fine. So this criticism comes from a place of love, folks. As y- yes. at least as a big fan. <laughs> yes. Comes from a place of love. I love the Tekken series. Basically, my one of my favorite franchises ever. So. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe they'll tone them down a little bit. I feel like maybe yeah. in between Tekken 7 and 8, I think maybe the characters went to the gym a little too much. <laughs> a little too much. Too many gains. We can, <laughs> we can dial down on the gains. Yeah, yeah. I feel it. Yeah. Other than that, I think it, it's going to be a fun game, and I'm looking forward to Tekken 8. Yeah. it looks. The trailer looked cool. Yeah, it definitely looked cool. So after Tekken... Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores is getting a DLC uh, set in Los Angeles. Yeah. I'll probably check that out. Yeah. I'm assuming it takes place maybe after the main story or maybe it's a side thing. Probably. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. Looks cool. Yeah. Um, After that, Earthblade was announced. It was from the creators of Celeste. Actually, Celeste is a game that Elisa got for me for Christmas a few years ago. I still haven't beaten yes. it. Yes. But it's uh it looks cool. I mean, it has the same kind of like 32-bit art style that Celeste does. So, 
yeah, I'm, I'm, we'll see how it fares. I mean, Celeste was really cool, and hopefully this game is going to be just as cool. Yes. After that, Bayonetta Origins, Cereza and the Lost Demon was announced, which is like this isometric game set in the Bayonetta universe about like Bayonetta, like a prequel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Looked fun. Look, look really cute for something in the set. Yeah, in the I was about to say, <laughs> the art style is definitely not what you think Bayonetta is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's still going to be a, a fun and interesting game. Despite, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's kind of like how a lot of people panned Wind Waker when it came out, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. And mm-hmm. it, it has now become one of like a lot of people's favorite games. Uh, for sure. It's my, one of my, I think it is my favorite Zelda game of all time. I love Wind Waker. Um, so, yeah, it looks cool. Bayonetta Origins. Maybe there's going to be a sequel to this in the future if this game does well. We'll see. Yeah. Hellboy Web of Weird got an announcement trailer and it looks like it's going to be a third person action game starring Hellboy. Yeah, I don't know anything else. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll see what happens. Yep. The Last of Us Part 1 is getting a PC release date for March 2023. It was supposed to have come out in September shortly after uh, The Last of Us was, uh, Last of Us Part 1 was released, but I think they wanted to take some time to work on it before it was fully released, which makes sense. You know, a lot of PlayStation games are coming to Steam, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. Sony's taking their time. Yes. Returnal is also coming to PC in early 2023, another PS5 exclusive game that will not be PS5 exclusive anymore. Uh, it's Returnal's like a, um, what is it? It's a roguelike, and it's really hard, apparently. Like, I watched my buddy play it for like five hours straight, and he had to start from the very beginning over and over and over again, and he finally beat it on stream, and I was like, yeah, nice. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks tough. I, it's not my kind of game, but watching people play it, it's definitely a crazy skill. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is going to release in August 2023. I'm not personally familiar with that franchise. How about you, Elisa? I'm not, I, but I do know a lot of people who play it. Yeah, likewise. For Spoken Demo is on the PlayStation Network. Um, it looked interesting. I personally probably won't play the game or the demo, but uh, hey, it's now now for free. Transformers Reactivate is coming out. It's an online action game developed by Splash Damage. Um, it looks like it's probably going to be... Uh, you're going to be like a Transformer in first person doing stuff? Hmm. No idea. <laughs> looks cool. But I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Immortals of Avin, Avim... 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 Morals, uh, Immortals of Evim is a single-player magic <laughs> first-person shooter. That's all we know. <laughs> yep. Cool. Um, Remnant 2 is coming out from Gearbox Software. Blue Protocol from Na- Bandai Namco uh, is an anime-inspired MMORPG that's being released jointly through Amazon Games. Seems like Amazon's trying to still put a bunch of MMORPGs under their belt. Um, that's kind of cool. 
uh, After Us. It's a like this surreal platformer set on a post-human Earth where players become yeah. Gaia, the spirit of life. Throughout the game, players will need to salvage the souls of extinct animals and revive them after learning their fate. Fascinating. Looks fun. Uh, Replaced is a retrofuturistic platformer, and um, it's set in like a dark alternative 1980s America, uh, and it looks like it just looks like a, a like a 2D 3D platformer. Kind of fun. There's another game called Nightingale that got a spotlight. It's like this uh, game where you go through these portals and enter different dimensions. It's like it's like set in the late 1800s, and you, along with um, some friends, have to build bases and survive against the threats. It seems like it's kind of going to be a PVE slash PVP mm. game. Um, think of like uh, Ark Survival Evolved. Um, or the forest, or Minecraft, like just base building and survival, which is kind of cool. Uh, Vampire Survivors is a mobile game that uh, got a spotlight. Dead Cells Return to Castlevania DLC yeah. is coming next year, which looks really cool. And uh, finally, Valiant Hearts Coming Home is a mobile game that is being released via Netflix, which is fascinating to me that Netflix I know, and I... does that. I know that they were they're trying to get into that market. We'll actually see if it's successful. Yeah. Now, Jeremy, there's one game that you didn't include, which is actually probably my favorite trailer of the, of the whole uh game awards. But but to preface this to the audience, I've only seen four trailers oh. <laughs> of the game awards cuz I'm not caught up on anything. But you forgot Final Fantasy 16. Oh right. Yes, I I don't know I don't know how I how I missed that one. <laughs> And I'm not going to lie, that was honestly, I think, one of Square Enix's best Final Fantasy trailers in a very long time because it was very um, very action-based and it showed a lot of the gameplay in good ways and, you know, just showed enough of the storyline where you're like, all right, we're in some weird, you know, magical medieval realm time and we're trying to find some kid and it's... And I'm looking forward to it. Um, the battle looks, the battle system looks great. Your your crew looks cool. You have a dog. You know Yay. what more can you really ask for? Yay dog! So, <laughs> yay dog! But yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to Final Fantasy 16. That comes on June 23rd, I think, of 2023. Is this like the fastest a Final Fantasy game has been announced and and then coming out? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I feel like because yes. they announced it like yes, a, it has a year or two ago, and I was like, whoa. That's probably not going to come out for the next five years. And I'm like, wait, it's coming out in 2023. <laughs> it never, yeah, it never comes out in a reasonable amount of time after it's released. So can we, maybe we have technology to thank for that? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Especially with the way that the, uh, that the DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake came out fairly quickly. Maybe, you know, maybe Square Enix is trying to turn a tide and turn over. So I feel like there's like turning over games, right? I feel like there's an executive at Square that was like, hey, guys, we look yeah. at this gap between games for Final Fantasy. We can't do this yes. anymore. Can we accelerate this timeline, please? Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Like Tetsuya Nomura, you can only focus on one game. You can't be working on a, like a Kingdom Hearts and a Final Fantasy. Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it does look cool. Um, yes, it does. I, I might play this one. I, I do like the medieval aesthetic. 
And it looks cool. Now that I have a PS5, I just it just feels right playing a Final Fantasy game on PS5 because And it'll be way faster too. <laughs> that's true. And you know it's gonna work because it's yeah. a console. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um one thing I do want to add uh, is that at the end of the show, there's someone who came on some kid who came onto the stage uh after Elden Ring won game of the year. And they said, "Oh yeah, by the way, Elden Ring won Game of the Year, folks." <laughs> yeah, I, that one. I mean, what a surprise, <laughs> right? I, the, I mean, the the contenders were good too, but I feel like because it, it beat out God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden okay, West. First of all, I'm surprised that God of War Ragnarok even qualified for anything because it because it came out like two weeks ago. Or right, it, like right, like it just came out. I'm like, how it is this? It just came out. Right. <laughs> I feel like that was just a shoe in. Like somebody paid yeah. somebody under the, under the table. No, they totally paid. They totally paid it off because I was like, "This game, excuse me, this game is new." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Did it even make a cutoff?" Like, didn't you have to come out earlier this year for to qualify? I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Elden Ring beat God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, Xenoblade Chronicles Three, and A Plague Tale Requiem. Um, I think the only contender would have been god of war ragnarok personally but you know i haven't played it yet uh i mean okay to be fair take my opinion again with a grain of salt because i haven't played any of these other games full all the way through so <laughs> you know just visually xenoblade's on my list to play i like i i have xenoblade chronicles 3 right i'm tr like i want to play it it's just like work caught me at such a weird time but like that's another game that i definitely plan on playing yeah and I plan on playing Horizon and Stray. I love, everyone's like giving Stray high praise, but I've never heard anyone say it should be game of the year. I don't know. I, I'm I'm sure there are folks. You, you know, the thing is, is like, okay, this is Stray is surprisingly one of the games that I've actually have played. Yeah. And it is a cute game. I like it. it it's you know, it's a very quick indie game. Yeah. And you're a cat. You know, what more can you ask for? <laughs> uh, I I always feel like game of the year always includes one indie game. Yes. Like it has to. Yeah. I okay, so that's it's example of like one of those fill in things. They're like, oh, well, we gotta include one. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That being said, Stray is a good game. It was it, it's cute. So okay, I, and I you know I I I like role playing games. All right, yeah, I, I'll I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. Um. So when Elden Ring won, this kid came on and he said he grabbed the mic and was like, I want to nominate my Orthodox rabbi Bill Clinton. And then someone like quickly grabbed the mic away from him. So he wasn't supposed to be there. Wait, but what? I know, right? And so everyone was kind of confused and they were clapping. You can watch, you can find the clip on Twitter and probably okay, watch, I'm gonna the watch VOD. this later. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. It's so weird. Okay, okay, okay. I was, and then, like, my friend messaged me after, like, shortly before we started recording this podcast, Elisa, and he's like, Did you finish watching the Game Awards? And I was like, Yeah. And he's like, What was that about at the end? I'm like, Dude, I have no idea. And he's like, Is Bill Clinton going to be a boss at the end of uh elden ring and i was like dude no that was and <laughs> it was weird he just like man they need better security at these award shows <laughs> dude, in before say. bill clinton is actually some sort of new character on elden ring right i i have <laughs> no idea <laughs> uh what a wild time right but yeah so that's all the gaming news we have and that's probably that that, that makes up for 
a chunk of our, our time missing from doing this podcast because like yeah. you know we the last time we recorded this was actually in August Elisa and now I feel I like we caught up <laughs> yeah we're no we hey we've caught up for four months worth of gaming just by miraculously recording this on the game awards so <laughs> you're welcome everyone <laughs> But our listener question is probably the thing that we probably should have talking about a while ago that we totally didn't because I was too busy, but it was probably the most important thing to talk about. So, Would you like to read us the question, please, Elisa? Yes. One second, because I, I... Where's my doc? It's okay. <laughs> this question, by the way, folks, comes to us from Dave97 on our Discord yes. channel. So thank you, yes. Dave, for submitting a question. and for As always, yes. super clutch. Thank you. Yes. Okay, so Dave97, and for context, this is when Gotoku Studios made that whole announcement that announced Yakuza 8 and Ishin, and I'm missing one more. Uh, The man with no name. The, or yeah, man, the man that no has erased his name or something like that. Something like, yeah, 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 yeah. And now... What happened was during this announcement, they announced that officially moving forward, they're not going to be calling the base game Yakuza anymore. They're going to be calling it Like a Dragon, which technically is, I think, the actual literal Japanese translation, correct? Yes. It, the original is Ryu ga Gotoku. Ryu yes. is dragon. And yes. Gotoku is the way. So you're essentially yes. saying Like a Dragon. Exactly. So... The question goes, following the RGG news blowout, how do you feel about the Kiryu saga continuing? So that's question number one. And then question number two is, also, Sega is now officially ditching the international Yakuza name and will globally call the series by its Japanese name, Like a Dragon. How do you feel about this name change? I do. Um, I, I want to, before you say anything, uh, I'll, and like, yes. yeah, I, I do want to say that there are going to be spoilers. So if you have not played any of the Yakuza games up to this point, please, you know, mute or turn off your your <laughs> pause you this know? episode's almost over yeah, so you, you yeah can, this episode's almost over dip. yeah you could just go <laughs> you already know yeah. how we're gonna end it but <laughs> yeah. yeah heavy yakuza spoilers incoming just i'm just gonna preface that because if you don't know what's going on please either play all the games or listen to our spoiler casts exactly uh, <laughs> exactly but okay continue elisa please Okay, so let's start off with question number one. How did you feel in the trailer for Like a Dragon 8 when you saw Kiryu? Well, for me, I was like, okay, he has silver hair. He looks like a K-pop star or like a wannabe K-pop yes. star. I was like, okay, what happened? Like, something happened. And I, I was like, okay, we're, we got Kiryu. I was like, oh, that's cool. Well, first of all, we saw uh, Ichi. And I was like, oh, Ichi, of course. He's going to be the... Which we all expected and, right. you know, we're waiting for. And then, boom, Kiryu comes out. I'm like, oh, first of all, I was like, whoa, that's awesome. Kiryu's going to be in the, in the next Yakuza title. And another part of me was like, I thought we were done with him already. <laughs> like, I yeah. was like, like my heart is honestly ready to move on. When we played like a dragon, I was like, oh, Kiryu's in here as like a like cameo. it was a cameo. Was like, it was a, you know, it, right. It was a send off cameo. Does that make sense? Right. Like literally, Yakuza Six. It the entire plot of the game is to like say goodbye to Kiryu, and literally the exactly. last shot of that game is Kiryu walking away from the camera. What more? How 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 better of a bow can you put on this present? Than this you know like it, it was perfect yeah. i was like i feel so satisfied that it's new i and i love ichi he's a great protagonist and i love how yeah. meta he is with everything i'm like dude this is my guy and like 
my yeah. heart is fully on him and Kiryu. And I, I, yeah, yeah. And I love the crew too. I, I just great. love, yeah. Yeah. And like my heart is like with these new characters. And you know, Yakuza 7, I feel like was a game that was very transitional. Very much so yes. in like the plot too. It's like, hey, the Tojo clan's gone. The Omi Alliance, it's gone. And you know, there's no more big Yakuza. Everyone's just going to have little, little small gangs that are going to roam the streets. That's how the story's going to be. You know, you're going to see Saijima yeah. and you're going to see Majima, but they're kind of just there as like bosses, cameos slash, hey, we're going to move the plot forward a little bit. But it, honestly, yeah. they didn't have to include those characters to make the game continue. It was really nice seeing them. Don't get me wrong. I yes. loved seeing them. But, you know, I really thought that, you know, seeing Kiryu. I like seeing them as cameos. Exactly. I thought seeing Kiryu, seeing Saijima and seeing Majima, I was like, okay, this is transitioning to the next phase of the Like a Dragon franchise because literally the game's not called Yakuza anymore. It's called Like a Dragon yeah. for seven at least. And you're like, okay, we're moving on. So seeing Kiryu again in that trailer, I was like, man, this is really cool, but where, what? how and, is this going to go? <laughs> yeah. And also the fact that it's pretty much confirmed that we're going to have uh, dual protagonists makes me feel conflicted because I think that's cool. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I, I, I thought we were wrapping a bow on this and sending off Kiryu and I I was completely turned and on board to just playing with Ichiban for the rest of this uh of this like a dragon storyline mm -hmm. and you know it's cool like it's really cool that during the summit you know Ryogakutogu like they announced this and it's super exciting and but you know I want to play with I want to play with just like Ichi, you know, and Adachi and uh and Psycho and Nanba. Like, you know, I want to play with, you know, the new crew that I have. Yeah. It's going to be it by the way, the game's going to be completely fine. Like 8 is going to be awesome. It's going to be sick. But, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be sick. And I have no problem playing with Kiryu. I just kind of wish that we didn't go the Skywalker route where you have to include someone from the Skywalker now right. in the storyline. You can't like instead of just in episode seven or whatever, you know, you had some Skywalker and some Han Solo stuff, but, but like you didn't have to include like everyone in eight and nine and, you know, moving forward. So. Right. And I, you know, literally building off of that, I literally feel like Sega is so afraid that the franchise cannot live without Kiryu, but sales for like a dragon show that it's fine like it, like yeah, it's totally exactly. fine like he was not a playable character you spent 99% of your you spent 100% of your time behind the camera as Ichi and it was fine I had fun yeah. it was a great JRPG um but like and not also not to mention um Lost Judgment also shows that it can that RGG can survive without Kiryu too right right exactly and, you know, it's, yeah, and that and that's a brawler, which the old games yeah. are, you know, that's what the old games were. And so, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. It, it like, we really don't need to know what happens to Kiryu next. It's nice we that don't. we get to. And, like, they're even adding it further with the man who erased his name. And while that is really cool, it's like, what happened to Kiryu after Yakuza 6 and before Yakuza 7? I'm like, do we really need to know? <laughs> like, do we really need to? I don't think so. Uh, but I mean, I'm still going to play it, obviously. Like, it's going to be would awesome. Been, what I think would have been more fun is some random Kiryu DLC of just 
What's he doing as a retired man? Is he bored? <laughs> Is he trying to find drama in his life? Right. Like, like something kind of more... This is only a five-hour storyline type of DLC situation I think would have been... I would have been happy with. Right. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, I The only thing I know about the man who erased his name is that it's going to continue the story um, yeah. after six. And yes, exactly. And they're returning the Cabaret Club minigame to that, that small game specifically. So... Mm-hmm. I'm I'm I love the Cabaret Club mini game from Yakuza Zero, so hopefully it's going to be the same type. And uh, yep, you know I'll be just playing that most of the time. But you know I I we'll see. Uh, I I know all these games are going to be great. I know Ishin's going to be fun. I know yeah. Yakuza Eight is going to be great, and I know that the man who erased his name is going to be great too. Yeah, it's so, going to be fine. Yeah, and you know I I really do hope that it's going to subvert our expectations. Like you know, cut to. Next year, when these games come out, and Elisa and I are going to do spoiler casts, we're going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about, hopefully, we're going to talk about all the things we liked about the game. Um, yeah. And hopefully, Sega is not just using Kiryu as a clutch, but using him as a platform to help push the story of Ichi further, and not exactly not to exactly. distract us, because I feel like it's a distraction. Like, that trailer was definitely a distraction. I'm like... Yeah, exactly. Ugh. So, it's not going to be that big of a... It's not going to be that big of a deal. So... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, can you hold on real quick? Yep. Still recording. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep. Re- Got wait, it. Never mind. Okay, we're good. We're good. Okay. Yep. But yes, agree. Yeah. So the second part of the question was, how do you feel about the name change from Yakuza to like a dragon? Um. No, no this yeah. is the thing. Jeremy. It's only after Yakuza 7, like, it's only starting now that we're officially going to change it to Like a Dragon, correct? Right, right. I think that's fine. It'll be, okay, my opinion is, I think it's fine if we're starting now. Like, like obviously, it's going to be weird and people are going to be confused, but at the end of the day, the Ichiban storyline is a completely new storyline. And it's called Yakuza Like a Dragon anyway, so it's not like it's completely out of of base. Right. It would have been weird... If they decided every single Yakuza game is now officially going to change its name to Lego Dragon, then I'd be like, I don't know, that's weird because the thing is international. The thing is internationally, it's known as Yakuza Zero, or internationally, it's known as Yakuza Five. Mm-hmm. That would have been a little bit of a weirder, big brain move. But I think the doing it starting now, I think is fine because the itchy story already has like a dragon in it, and then you're just kind of you know like, nor you know a normalizing it in terms of having the same literal name and translation across the board. And I think it's okay specifically for the itchy games. So Uh, yeah, totally agree with you on all those points. And like to just break it down to a simple format, Yakuza, the series is about Kiryu, like a dragon is about Ichi. That's literally exactly it. And then that's why like a dragon Yakuza, like Yakuza, like a dragon is called that because it's a transition game. At least that's what I think about like mentally. I'm just like, dude, that like Kiryu's in this game, and but he's not a playable yeah. character, so we're passing the torch to Ichi. I agree one hundred percent. And now eight has Kiryu as a playable character. I'm like, are we really passing the torch? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like is the torch uh, being passed? No, Jeremy. Or are uh, they both holding the torch? <laughs> yeah, I feel like they're both holding the torch at this point. Who knows? <laughs> like, and then Ichi's looking at Kiryu, and Ichi's like, just let go, bro. Just let go. <laughs> and Kiryu's like, no. He's like shaking his head. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> 
yeah. So those are our thoughts. Yes. Dave, thank you so much for submitting that question. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you as always, Dave. If you want to submit a question because (laughs) um, we still record this podcast, I swear. We do. um, You can can hit us up at www.downtime.live. Ask us a question there. Contact at downtime.live if you want to send an email. Our socials are Downtime Live. So on Twitter, you can ask us a question. YouTube, you can ask us a question. Um, as well as in the show notes, you will find the Discord link. And you can also also ask us a question there. And anywhere where we have the podcast, like Podbean or Stitcher, you can ask us a question there. And then last but not least, uh, if you listen to Apple Podcasts, drop us a review. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, this is great, Jeremy. It's been a long time coming. Um, you know, I do want to add. I on, missed you. I, <laughs> I missed you too, Lisa. We <laughs> we don't do this often enough, and you know, as you guys know, we're just busy people. Honestly, yes. that's literally the only thing. There's that's, nothing wrong with us. I no. It's always just work or someone's busy. Yeah, so. yeah. Either we're some one of us is traveling or work or busy. That's that's yes. just those are the only excuses we can think of because, you know, as much as we'd like to sit here and talk about video games all day, we just don't have the time and the energy because we're tired from work. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, guys. So hopefully, and we said this last year too. Like we're rebranding, and that's still in the process. Um, yes. Uh, like things are set. We just we're just waiting on a few last minute things, and we can finally transition to the new. Um, the new name and everything. Um, yes. Hence why you, if any, any keen listeners have noticed, we have not stated the name of this podcast in the beginning because it's just better to just state the episode and you guys yeah. already know where to find us for now. Yep. You know, all this information exactly. will be outdated at some point. Yes. But yeah, folks, um, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you yes. please, uh, take care of yourselves. Stay safe. Drink some water. Take a break. Yeah. Oh, Drink some water, take a break, and go to sleep. Yes, please do all those things. Mm-hmm. Alright, everyone. And we will too. This is right, Jeremy. Episode 187. Alisa, have a good one. Everyone, take care. Have a good night. <laughs>